I love playing football because it's all about being around the boys. I get to hang out with all my mates every week. To run down the race at North Port Oval with 23 of my close mates. It's fun to run out every week with the girls and I love the competitiveness. Penny's Pies are premiers. Polly with the 2019 VFLW Premiership winners. Bolter kicks for all he's worth. Long to the Hello everyone and welcome. This is a bonus edition of the Kick Vicks podcast. Last week, Joshy Ward, Jared Thomas and Ollie Walker-Peel joined you with myself, Joe Pinguitaro, to preview the first of our teams in the VFL 2022 season. Joshy Ward and Jared Thomas are back here again. Hello, boys. Afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Great to be back on. Joshy, you brought that hat with you again? Yes, let me whip out which teams we will be previewing today as a special preview today as well. And that is the VF, the VFL fixture, this first round fixture that's just oh, been yes. released this 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 past this past week. So all right, I'm gonna put that at the top of the agenda. VFL fixture first. All right, what are we going to talk about next? All right, next this is rundown up, on the run. This is next. Next up, we've got countless teams still available, but we've got one of the standalone clubs again, and that is Port Melbourne. It's mm. uh, been through a lot of change, but yeah, it's uh, exciting times ahead for for the borough. But the the second team and the final team we will be pre- previewing as well. It is another standalone club, and that is the Werribee Football Club. Whoa. Again, plenty of changes there, but yeah, it's going to be a very, inter- very interesting to preview both sides. All right, we will get stuck into it straight away because there's no messing around on these bonus editions of Kick Vicks to talk about the VFL. It all kicks off officially on Friday, March 25. Round one will start at 4:35 Friday afternoon. Footscray will take on the Sydney Swans at the Witten Oval and roll that in just down the road to Carlton and the Brisbane Lions at Icon Park. So this will be round two of the AFL season uh, and very close to the finals of the AFLW season in about four weeks' time from now. That'll be round one, double header Friday night or Friday twilight. Saturday, boys, Geelong will take on the Bombers at GMHBA Stadium. Gold Coast will take on the Northern Bull Ants, who we discussed last week, the Ants. Uh, that game is over at Metricon Stadium. Frankston and Werribee at Skybus Stadium. I wonder if Ollie Walker-Peel will be behind the mic that Saturday night game that people will be able to catch up. And Werribee is one of the sides we're talking about today. Massive day of football on the Sunday to finish round one. Richmond and the Southport Sharks at Punt Road. Collingwood at the Box Hill Hawks at the Holden Centre. Casey over Sandringham will play each other at Casey Fields. GWS will take on Port Melbourne at Blacktown. And North Melbourne and Williamstown will finish the opening round of the VFL season for 2022. Unfortunately, Joshy, that leaves Coburg to have a bye to start the opening round of the season. 21 teams are playing 18 games across the 22-round season. There is going to be a top eight for those playing at home. They'll contest a four-week final series. And at this stage, hopefully it stays this way. The grand final will be scheduled for the weekend of September 17 or September 18. That is all the information we can provide you straight up after a release from the AFL and the VFL late last week. Joshy, what did you make of the opening round fixture? 
It is a very interesting opening round fixtures, sides that were in similar positions. Uh, Footscray and the Swans, that's a, a really exciting way to kick off the season. Footscray, they'll be looking to continue on from from their unbeaten 2021 as well. They obviously went through the season with no losses, 10-0. Uh, it, is a, it is going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, Sydney, the Swans too. Can't wait to see how they go in their second in their second season in the in the in the VFL. So it will be interesting to see how how all those other te- all those other teams like Brisbane or the Gold Coast Suns, uh, Southport, and all those teams go this go this year. Uh, the two fixtures that really stand out to me, Frankston and Werribee. Now these two sides, they were two of the best standalone clubs last year, and they get to play under the beautiful Saturday night lights down down there at Skybus Stadium in Frankston. Uh, can't wait to can't wait to hear Ollie Walker Peel call that game if he does. Um, and yeah, it is going to be a ripper. Both sides been through a bit of change, but it is going to be a ripper. And and Richmond and Southport too. Now Southport they made a name of themselves in 2021 they were unbelievable finished second in richmond we all know what they did a couple of years ago in in 2019 uh still the reigning reigning premiers of mm. of the vfl uh, despite the fact we have had a, a a year of action but yeah it that is going those two games are the ones that stand out but yeah a lot of interesting matchups uh this 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 in the first round jared where are you Interest spiking after the release of the fixture for the opening round of the season. Some very similar ones. I will be down at Skybus on that night uh, doing a bit of doing a bit of media work with with Frankston. Jared as, as might I be am. calling <laughs> with Ollie. <laughs> Ollie. What? Uh, doing a little bit of a little bit of social media work with Frankston, so I should hopefully be down there at Skybus, and that is one of the games that I'm very excited for. There's something about standalone clubs that really that I really love. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the fact that it's. It feels like a really local club atmosphere and like being big down at Frankston, seeing it all firsthand, you can really see how much the community gets around these standalone clubs. And so I think Frankston versus Werribee is going to be awesome. It's going to absolutely pack out Scarborough Stadium. And yeah, it looks beautiful at night like we saw in the AFLW in round one with the Saints versus Tigers. Uh, yeah, Richmond versus Southport Sunday, that'll be one that I'm definitely tuning in for uh, as that is going to be, as I said uh, last week in the preview, I think Richmond's going to be really up there this season. The Southport's going to be the same as they were last year. They're going to be really high up there. So this is going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, and Footscray versus Sydney in the first game of the year. I think the VFL did really good to schedule them as an opener as they are two very, very good sides. And I think they're going to put on a very good show down at Witten Oval. Now that game will roll into Sydney playing the Cats. They're not in the same state, unfortunately. But it looks like if you're a Sydney fan, you've got a double header with that game being played, and then you can watch them play on Friday night football. We're just trying to get the Gold Coast will have a double header in the VFL on the Saturday afternoon, and then they're playing the Demons on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, you'll be able to watch the Tigers at Punt Road before rolling over to the MCG, and they are playing against the Giants. So it looks like without them officially sort of rolling double headers together, that at least you'll be able to watch your team, maybe not play against the opposition reserves at the same time, but as best as they can, they'll be able to do this. What do you think of the bye? Because one of these teams, there was 22 last year. Uh, one of the teams has pulled out yeah. since uh, 2021, 2022. Now, Coburg won't play in the opening round, so they'll be in action in round two. Joshy, do you like a bye in the VFL? 
Yeah, well, it was kind of forced when when it was Aspley who left. Oh, that's right, forced, forced their hand, uh, forced the VFL's hand to enforce the buy. Um, the buy is a 50-50. might give teams advantages heading into games because they're rested and raring to go, and it might give them disadvantages. I think for Coburg, it'll be a bit of a disadvantage because – I think their last practice match is the ninth is the nineteenth against Werribee out at Highgate, so it's not really that much of an advantage having two weeks off after after having a couple of practice matches under your belt. So I think I think it's interesting. It could work for teams that that might be struggling for form and, and need that week off. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm a bit split by it because yeah, it. Sometimes it helps teams, sometimes it doesn't. So, yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's, it, yeah, it was with Asperley leaving that the VFL were forced to play their hand and enforce that by. Now, we should tell fans and listeners that if you want to go to these games where matches are ticketed, entry is $10 for adults, $5 for concessions. If you're under 15 and you listen to this podcast, entry is free. Good stuff. Some venues don't charge entry, which makes it even better. And the VFL have confirmed that they will, as soon as possible, give us the schedules for rounds two to eight, and then they will lock in details after round eight once there is more clarity on the AFL fixture and how that impacts the AFL-aligned clubs. Of course, Gillan McLaughlin has said that the season will just push on, and if they need to pull players out of a pool, they'll come from the VFL and their aligned clubs. Let's talk about these two teams. Josh has pulled out of the hat for us to preview today. Port Melbourne is the first. They finished 21st last year. It's amazing that they have a ladder that goes that long down. 21st for the Port Melbourne. One win, eight losses. New coach Adam Skrobelak, who was at the Saints for a few years as their midfield coach. They lose Gary Ayres, which is a significant blow when you consider the status that Gary Ayres is held in at Port Melbourne. Uh, how are they going to replace him, Jared, for starters? from a purely coaching perspective, despite all the changes they're going to make on the field. I could go on a, like a long-winded thing about what they could do with their assistant coaches, but I think the plain answer is you just can't replace yep. him. Yeah, uh, you just can't. He is, he is so well-known by everyone in Port Melbourne and the whole league, and he's so well-respected and, and loved that it is going to be a difficult changeover for them. Uh, I don't doubt uh, Scrabble's ability at all. I think he's going to be more than capable for Port Melbourne, but it's going to be a serious adjusting period, I believe, for, for the players that are still there from last year and the players that have played on the Gary Ayers for a long time. Um, I think it's going to affect them quite hard, especially early in the year. What about on the field? What are some of their changes that you can tell us about? I've got some really good ins, which is something that I think is going to go in their favour. Uh, Paul Hunter, who was just on St Kilda's list, he's, more, yes. he's moved in, uh, which I think is a great pickup. Uh, he couldn't get a lot of game time in the AFL, but at, at VFL level, I think he's going to really put in a good effort. Uh, Harry Pepper from Hawthorne's list uh, and Marcus Lentini from Coburg, as we know, that is a pretty big in and a pretty big loss for Coburg at least as well. Big blow. Joshy, Port Melbourne, tell me about them. They've got a fantastic oval out there. I know that much. <sighs> it is a beautiful oval out there, but yeah, they've, they've gone through quite a bit of change this offseason. Marcus Lentini, what an inclusion he is! He is. He was a superb. He he would he was going to win the VFL Best and Fairest if it weren't. For, I reckon if it weren't for for the season being cut short. But the thing is that 
they've gone some players from from VFL listed sites. Harry Pepper, of course, played for the Box Hill Hawks. Lentini from played for Coburg. Uh, Paul Hunter, St Kilda. Uh, they've bought they've brought in someone from Collingwood's VFL list. Cody Stackle, Stackleberg. Mitch Lewis comes from Casey. Another one, Jesse Cucinotta from Box Hill. Uh, Jack Johnson comes down from the Gold Coast. They've got a list stacked full of talent now. I like that. It, I love those two inclusions of Lentini and Hunter. I'm really excited to see what Marcus Lentini can do. I think th- this season. I, I think there's a. I think he'll come into the season in a twenty in his 2021 form because that season he had was quite literally ridiculous and. He is a force in midfield, um, and yeah, can't wait to, I can't wait to see how their changes go this off season, um, and see how well this pretty much this new side uh, adjust and and bonds as well throughout the season. I think they could do. I think they could do some really good things this year. The the borough. Before we get your up down or stay on them, uh, can you tell me a bit about Eli Templeton? Of course, will be known to many. Saints fans, he's been at Port Melbourne for a couple of years since he got delisted from the Saints. A pretty important player for the, uh, for, I was going to say the power, for Port Melbourne. Yeah, he's a pretty important player, can rack up the disposals. He, he's been with them for a couple of years now. Set, played Obviously played for Sandringham when he was at when he was with the Saints. But yeah, he's um, he's had a terrific career. The last two seasons for them played 30, all, I think all 30 games, kicked 26 goals. Uh, he was named in the best seven out of nine times last year too for Port Melbourne. So he is not too much is known on him, but he is a massive figure in, in that forward line and through midfield. He is a force there and it's exciting to see him and Marcus Lentini uh, team up together. What about this for numbers, Jared, on Eli? Uh, one game last season against Carlton, 49 disposals, two goals, 13 marks, five tackles, eight clearances, and a VFL record, 17 inside 50s. You know what happened? They still lost. That is a one-man show, and unfortunately, they couldn't get the points. But, oh, you'd love to have a day where you're having 49 my God, I have had a little bit of a, a, a man crush on Eli Templeton since he was at St Kilda, uh, obviously. Like he, even back then, he was so exciting. I don't know if it was the long hair that he used, like he yeah, rocked back then. Right. Oh. I don't know if it was that, but there was always something that was drawing to it. But it was also his ability to just find the footy. And he was always so, he was such an exciting player and he carries it through in the VFL constantly. That 49 touches. There's a lot of talk about like triple double in AFL. Like yeah. if you had to convert it, that is just about as close as you can get to yeah. like a 2020-20 game. Like, that is astonishing. Like, you can't even put to words how good that kind of game is. It was outstanding. Outstanding. He averaged 34.8 disposals a game last season in the in the games that he got to play. I think he played nine. And 34.5 <laughs> disposals is unreal. There's for something a about, there is something about happened, former Saints midfielders. Yeah, well, Nathan Freeman. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, who exactly. I was going to bring it up. And uh, we saw earlier in that last week that he was – re-signed or signed on with Adelaide now in their reserves over in, in the sample. So you'll get to see him running around Adelaide with getting the same touches he got for Frankston. All right. Uh, Jared on Port Melbourne, up, down or stay on 21st last year. I was going to say, it's, it's kind of hard to go down when there's only 21 teams in yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're going to go up that much. They, I think they might not finish bottom, but I think with the new coach, they've got some good ins, yes. But I think with the new coach, I think they're going to stay in the pretty lower 
right. to the table. All right, bottom four. Let's yes, give him so bottom, bottom four. four. Joshy, up, down, stay. Yeah, now, by oh. down, I'm talking about no wins. They've had one win. <laughs> oh no, year. they're they're not going to get. They're going to get a couple of wins this year. But yeah, like like Jared said, they're, they're going to go through a lot of. Ch- there's a lot of change happening there, and they will go up a little bit. But yeah, not not too much. Yeah, I'm also going to say bottom four too. It'll take time to adjust to this new to this new system. We saw that with some of the sides like the Northern, particularly the Northern Bull Ants. Uh, they did get wins, mind you, in their last couple of games. But yeah, um, I think it'll take time adjusting to this new system. And yeah, I think they'll slightly go up, but not too far. All right, slightly up. And I agree with both of you. I don't think they'll be the 21st side in 2022. Our final side for discussion in this bonus edition of Kicked Vicks is the Werribee Football Club, who finished ninth last year, five wins, four losses. Michael Sotomarco is still the coach out there. I've had a little bit to do with Werribee listening to their own club-related podcast over the last couple of years, and I love listening to it. It gives you a little insight. Another standalone club who, uh, like Jared said earlier on, they're almost an underdog-type team when they come up against the AFL-aligned clubs. So I like to see them do well. Mind you, I don't like playing out there against <laughs> them, but I like to see them do well. Jared, what do you think of Werribee going into this year? Yeah, I do like Werribee a lot. Um, I think last year they performed really well for a standalone club, as we, uh, as Josh, you said before, them and Frankston were really high up, which is going to be a great round one. Um, it's a tough call on Werribee this year, and it's it's so hard with the standalone clubs to know each year because, like, with the the AFL list of clubs, you can look at the AFL ins and see, you know, if any of them are going to play. Like we did last week with Casey, we saw that Luke Dunstan was going to. Uh, Ollie said that Luke Dunstan was going to play a lot of VFL time. Yes. It's, it's so much harder with Werribee; they don't have those kind of players to fall back on. Uh, each and every year. So I think it's going to be really tough. And they they had a big loss of Wiley Buzzer, uh, who has gone off to Brisbane, which is going to hurt them dramatically. Oh, yes. Um, so I I don't know about Werribee this year. I think it's going to be a bit of a tougher year for them than what they came up with last year. It's a big blow, Josh. He kicked the top goal scoring for them last season, 20 goals. They finished middle of the table. Can you see more of the same this year? They do bring in Ollie Henrahan, which is a handy in for Werribee. It is a very handy in. He's he's an exciting forward, Ollie Hanrahan, but they've also brought in some really good talent too. Kai the class. He made the Melbourne list before he was cut last year through the mid-season draft. Uh, Sam Conway had a pretty decent season out there. Williamstown. I like Ruben Williams. Ruben Williams, he's an exciting player and he's come across from from Footscray after a terrific season. Sam Closely as well. He's uh, He played mainly NAB League for the Calder Cannons last year, but played a couple of games for Coburg. But I think one player that can fill their, the, the hole of Wiley Buzzer is someone from out in Altona in the, in the Western Region Football League, and that Isad Al Hawley. That's a hard name to pronounce, but he is, he's, he's still young. He's 20 years of age, but back in 2019, when he was playing in the under 18s competition, in seven games for Altona, he kicked 38 goals. 38 goals in seven games. So he's an exciting forward was named in the, in the division in, in the Western region footy league division one team of the year and only his first year too. So I think he's one to keep a close eye on. And I reckon he can replace Wiley buzzer out at Werribee. 
It's going to be interesting to see how they go. And that first game is going to be massive for them because if they can get off to the best possible start against Frankston, away from home, where Frankston have a pretty good record at Skybus Stadium, it'll get them off on the right foot. What do you say, Jared? Up, down or stay for Werribee this season? I think they would be just staying. I don't know if they're going to be able to push their way up into the finals, as I think a lot of the teams that finish below them are going to kind of leapfrog them like Richmond did, like Richmond, I think, will. Uh, so I think they're going to be staying around just outside that finals mark, uh, but not quite breaking in. All righty. Joshy, what do you think on the Werribee? Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say the same as Jared. Buzzer is a big loss, but yeah, I think they'll show glimpses of what they get, did last year. But yeah, it's it is an exciting side too. Their ends are really handy ends, but it's going to be a hard gap to fill um, with the loss of Buzzer. And yeah, I think other teams will go up, and sadly, I think they'll go down. So if they get their season off to a great start, then yeah, they'll they'll definitely definitely go up but yeah i think i'm gonna they're gonna struggle at the um i think they're gonna have a little bit more struggles and yeah just slightly go down all right down for joshy and slightly down for me on werribee this has been another bonus edition joshy good stuff the hat's getting a good workout (laughs) the hat's getting a good workout maybe next monday you could sort the hat out to pull out maybe collingwood or carlton or frankston just avoid Essendon as all <laughs> as best as you can. Avoid the Bombers as best as you can. Boys, thank you very much for joining us on another edition of the Kick Vix podcast. Later this week, there will be an episode in regards to round three of the VFLW season. And we will have another bonus edition for you next Monday, where we look at a couple more VFL sides as we build up to Friday, March 25. Keep up to date with everything else going on in the world of sports through the Inner Sanctum channel, theinnersanctum.com.au. You can follow us on Twitter too, at KickVix. We're also on Instagram. Joshy does some great work there. And we'll speak to you again very soon.